You're listening to the Intentional Parents Podcast, brought to you by Intentional. Intentional is all about spiritual formation in the family. We desire to bring biblical hope and practical help. Enjoy this week's conversation. Welcome back to the Intentional Parents Podcast. Uh, If you haven't had a second to rate or subscribe to the podcast, we just want to say thank you to everyone who has. And if you haven't had a chance to just stop uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, would you just take 10 seconds to do that? That's a huge gift to all of us, isn't Mm -hmm. it? It's a Mm -hmm. huge gift. And we're also on YouTube now. So you can go over to YouTube. You can check out our channel. It's intentional. And uh, you can watch all this live now. So that's an option too for anyone driving right now or on a run. Uh, You can also watch all of these episodes, which is a new thing. Uh, And we're really excited about that, aren't Mm -hmm. we? So Mm -hmm. all four of us are here. And we need to talk about conflict today. We've been all having a lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. uh, Not not fully, but I guess in in a normal amount. We've all had a normal amount of conflict. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, We want to talk about conflict. We have a handful of episodes that we've done on conflict resolution specifically, and we'll link some of those in the show notes for people. But uh, we also have a lot of different angles that we could approach this topic of of conflict. Mm -hmm. And we have marital conflict, as we know, Mm -hmm. uh, or us too. I wasn't just pointing at you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Only Phil and Diane have marital conflict. We're good. Uh, You have conflict between, uh, you, you know, parents and kids, but then you also have conflict between your kids that is something that i personally that is 90 percent of parenting nobody said how (laughs) big of a responsibility that was going to be um so we need to start telling the truth about that for sure about how much work that is but then also conflict with co-workers or Uh people in your community or i mean dare i say not us but (laughs) in-laws you know (laughs) no uh but in-laws or you know a mom or dad as an adult parent Mm -hmm. um, or as an adult child with your own parents and so so many angles of conflict and we want to start talking about that today so i'm just setting this up but let's just give a first a couple initial thoughts about how we're going to approach this today obviously we're going to talk about the internal, what does this do within you? So Diane, Mm -hmm. I know some of this, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but at the same time, I know this is something you're actively processing and working through. So maybe if you could just even open us with a little bit of backstory for you and where this is kind of for you coming from, because I know you're doing a lot of work around this, not only in therapy, but also just in general in your own life, just trying to figure some of this out. Well, for me, this is an area of, um, vulnerability, weakness, sensitivity, Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, a lot of you know my story. I had wonderful parents in so many ways who knew nothing about how to deal with conflict. Mm -hmm. Didn't come to know the Lord until a couple years before I left home. And so they just didn't have the tools, you know. And there are tools out there. um, Mm -hmm. And they're really important about how to, a real biblical understanding of how best to deal with conflict. Um, and we'll put, I mean, the, the gold standard book on this for any of you who just really want to go over the tools is, uh, by Dr. Gray, Bill Gray, Bill resolve conflict. God's way. It's this one right here. Yeah. Check that one out. So if you know, and we've covered a lot of this stuff, but my question has been Coming from a background of being very, uh, a lot of woundedness from conflict that became very aggressive and very personal and um, 
extremely hurtful. I think what most people would call verbal abuse. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Would call yeah. verbal abuse, even though the person, the parent meant well. Yeah. The, you know, they bring, my mom brought her hurts and rage into all of her relationships. Yeah. And so there was a lot of that. And um, so any sort of conflict in my life brings all those feelings back up to the surface. Mm. I mean, just big, huge, way out of proportion um, feelings come to the surface. So I basically was asking my counselor this yesterday. This is yesterday. I brought it to her and said, you know, all these great biblical teachings on conflict, but they don't say anything about my heart is racing, I can hardly breathe, it's hard to put my thoughts in any sort of logical order. I start to cry. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now, just I can't not cry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I bring those into pretty minor situations that, that don't have a whole lot of um, meaning behind them. Um, and I, I could probably just tell you and catalog for you these, you know, what counselors call trauma responses. But I'm tired of having these tired, yeah. these trauma responses. And I want to understand, okay, in that moment when my heart is racing, when I can't talk, when I'm just shutting down and bawling, because, you know, I just start crying floods, what do I do then? Yes. You know, there's no biblical outline to for me to follow in that. Mm -hmm. I, I can't even think in steps. Yeah. And she was incredibly helpful. But to be honest, this is a something I'm just beginning to learn. Yeah. So yeah. I can't speak out of great wisdom or insight. I just want to kind of bring it up so we start talking about it. And so mm -hmm. I start learning. Um, and so that maybe I even get to a point where I can teach on it someday. But mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the very bottom rung of the ladder, yeah. to be really honest. Um, what So what I asked my question this week to my counselor was, what about all these big, messy, hard-to-understand emotions that are choking me with almost minor conflicts, let alone mm. a major conflict? Um, and and that's kind of how, what we're going to try and wow. cover today because I think everybody feels them. Those of us who've been maybe experienced verbal abuse in the midst of conflict and felt stripped bare, maybe our feelings are more intense. Mm -hmm. Brooke, I know that you have some of those intense feelings too. Yeah. And the, the term that just stood out to me that my counselor used from some psychologist who's just studied people and is brilliant, and the term was primal panic. Mm. And as soon as she coined that, phrase for me. It's, that's exactly what I feel. It's primal in that I'm not inviting these feelings up. Mm -hmm. They're overtaking me and it is a feeling of panic where the definition is the alarm goes off in the brains. I'm going to butcher this word. Amygdala. 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 There you go. Or also called a fear center, mm -hmm. triggering, triggering an automatic response. Mm -hmm. So there's the problem. 
Yeah. Yes. And and this kind of what we're going to talk about today is what are some solutions? I think Elizabeth's tapping me because she well, wants to I say have something. So I'm, much to say. I have like a hand on the Elbow. leg. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. Phil, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we will be quiet. Yeah. Let's just let the uh, girls go. What you're missing Let's is think. normally we have all these hand motions when That's we right. weren't on camera That's right. of That's like, right. I have something to <laughs> say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't really raise up. our hand anymore. Yeah, that feels good. Yes. And I'm hoping you will say something about. Yeah, this is kind of putting you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, sure. Where once we were in the middle of this, I oh. was experiencing the primal panic uh-huh. and over over feeling. And you talked about how my mm. your childhood experience of my primal panic mm. has affected you. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Let's just take this all okay. and put it on the <laughs> table. You know. Well, well, they, I was the, first. What's yeah. making me jump out of my seat though is to highlight. First of all, I'm just so proud of you yeah. that you at, how, you're 64? 64. Yeah. She's going to be 65. I know. I'm I always, know. you're always Just six gonna be months 70. ahead. <laughs> I know it. Um, <laughs> but that at 64 years old, where you could easily be saying, mm. you could easily be blissfully unaware. Yeah. <laughs> Or aware, but joy, choose, like Blame. that's choose, what I'm saying is like choose this to be is just super unaware how you are, you know. Yes. But that you at 64 years old are sitting in a, a counselor's office and saying, "This has happened my entire life. Yeah. I don't want it to happen the rest of my life." Yeah, mm-hmm. like that is that yeah. is so incredible and so mm-hmm. rare, and I think so hopeful for anybody who is feeling like, gosh, this is just so big. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Like you yeah. can start anywhere at any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. you're highlighting so much of your reaction to conflict has come out of a place of trauma. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's so many people's story. I think so too. But even if that's not your story, we all have had encounters with people who stuff comes up for all of us in conflict mm-hmm. to varying degrees, depending on how we were raised and if trauma is involved. And, but we all have these kind of built in reactions based off of things we've experienced, whether mm-hmm. it's, it was our family of origin and they dealt with conflict in an unhealthy way, or we've just lived long enough to have interactions with people mm-hmm. who have handled conflict poorly. And so I think we all feel big emotions with conflict. Mm-hmm. I know very few people who just stay completely steady and regulated yeah. the entire time a conflict is happening because we're dealing with real people mm-hmm. and we're interacting mm-hmm. really with their stories and their wounds. Yeah. And it's always very personal. Yes. Yeah. So like as you're talking, I'm relating to you, not that I grew up with the trauma that you did, you guys handled conflict better than any family I've ever seen. To, become problematic. To, a, to a problematic <laughs> <laughs> level that we were so ill-equipped for, I think we've talked about this before, for yes. how do you do conflict with somebody who doesn't, doesn't do, do conflict, conflict at, all. at all? Or the way, like, yeah. you yeah. know, there was no category growing up that somebody might not want to work something yeah. out fully. Yeah. And what yeah. do you do with all of your emotions <laughs> when you want to work it out and the other person doesn't want to? And they're right? just fine with being like, I don't, yes. I don't care. That's <laughs> been what I've had to learn as I've gotten older. Of how do I sit with all of the things that have come up for me when I can't fully resolve them with that person yeah. because they don't want to go there? Yeah, I've tried. I've done all the things I can do as much as possible, as much as depends yeah. on you, be at peace with all men. 
But yeah. then I still have to sit with all the things coming up yeah. for me that don't get to resolved, don't mm-hmm. get to be resolved with the safety of that person. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but then what you were saying, and I'm fine going there yeah, if you are. Me too. But that, and this is just inevitable. It's going to happen as we parent. But the more that we can just be aware of it and put it all on the table, that's where yeah. the healing happens. Yeah. But I think you did a really good job of trying not to let the trauma that you were raised in bleed all over your family. Yeah. But there weren't the tools that there are now no. as you were raising us. Nobody was, Christians were not going to therapy. It was like right. viewed as a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think therapy's also come a long way yeah. in understanding things. But you, you, God healed so much in you and you so faithfully followed him that I think that's what contained so much of that brokenness. Mm-hmm. But there was a hardwired response in you Uh to conflict Uh that I think for me specifically made me feel like I just need to keep the peace. Yeah. And it's not your fault. I don't fault you for it at all. It's now my thing that I have to be aware of, of what comes up for me when I've made somebody feel uncomfortable. I was just having to do this with myself yesterday. Okay. Like, what is coming up for me? Something's coming up for me so big. Yeah. And I had to pause and do the things we're going to talk about, the tools we're going to give at the end of this episode. But <laughs> to recognize something's coming up for me. That's the yeah. first step of recognizing yeah. what's yeah. happening in me. Yeah. Because the actual interaction I just had was not a big deal. Yeah. But why does this feel like such a big deal to me? Yeah. yeah. And I had to realize yes. what was coming up for me is that I, I might have made somebody feel uncomfortable. Right. And then I had to ask myself, why am I so afraid of somebody being uncomfortable? Right. I didn't actually do anything wrong. Yeah. And I had to recognize it's because I didn't want my mom to feel uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Again, not your fault. No. But these are the things that when we can just They're have just when true we're willing, things. Yeah. This is just life. You as a yeah. little girl yeah. would see me. So my response, like I said, would be a lot of tears, just excessive, excessive mm-hmm. sadness, excessive tears, withdrawing. And as a little girl, watching from a distance. Mm-hmm. That had to have just brought all sorts of panic feelings for you. You know, mm-hmm. mom's supposed to be this steady rock. And normally I was probably kind of, yeah. I'm yeah. by nature kind of steady, yeah. not explosive by nature. Um, and so then you'd see me, you know, I use, for years I've used the word implode. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've ever seen those pictures of a high rise and they're, yeah, they and they're inward and, and down. Yeah. And then they just, they don't explode all over the town. They, put the dynamite just right so that the high rise implodes down (laughs) into the basement area or whatever below. That's exactly what it felt like. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, whereas my mom exploded and did lots of harm that way. My mostly imploded, Mm -hmm. but, but did harm in the Mm. process. Just seeing your mom hurt is traumatic, Mm. you know, for a child. So, and so I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of recognizing and then be embarrassed and shamed of it. Mm. But there is help to be had, especially now where there are so many counselors who are really what the Bible would call wise counselors. Mm -hmm. They're steeped in the scriptures, but they also understand they've taken the science of how the brain responds to things. And they found that the scriptures are absolutely, I have to hold up my Bible here. (laughs) 
are absolutely chock full. I mean, it's all here. Mm -hmm. And it's like the new science of psychology and um, the way the brain responds, it's all here because mm -hmm. he's the one who made us. And yeah. so it's like, it's like counselors are rediscovering what the scriptures have to say yeah. and how our attachment to God mm -hmm. is the key yeah. in mm -hmm. absolutely everything. Yeah. And as parents, why we are raising passionate Jesus followers, yeah. mm -hmm. because the only true attachment, the only one who will never get mad mm -hmm. at them, Mm -hmm. never traumatize them mm -hmm. is Lord Jesus himself. Yeah. And um, so there's the basis yes. <laughs> of the these messy, big emotions. What do we do with them? You are enjoying content brought to you by Intentional, a crowdfunded nonprofit that desires to help families and marriages all around the world in the area of discipleship and spiritual formation. This offering is completely free thanks to the generosity of our growing community of Legacy Builders. Legacy Builders is a group of people from all over the world that gives monthly to fuel this dream that we have in our hearts of seeing discipleship to Jesus in the family become a way of life. A monthly gift of five, 10, or even $30 can continue to fuel this ministry forward. Our dream is to invite people like you to join and partner with us at a financial level and to see this work integrated into families. So as you listen to this podcast, would you prayerfully consider joining us? Would you allow the Spirit to lead you, even if it's just a few dollars a month? Thank you so much. And may the Spirit of Jesus give you wisdom, clarity and joy as you pray about joining us. If you want to join today, Go to intentionalparents.org and click on Give. What I love about this interaction and, and just to maybe help as we continue on in the conversation is that we're gonna we're not going to give you all the conflict resolution maybe uh, yeah. strategies. There are so many, yeah. of course. Um, but we're going to talk about what, what to do when things go on in you. Phil, the quote that you had about the storm. Oh, yeah. That was yes. brilliant. Please yes. say it because I think it sets up the whole yes. new spot. This is by yes. Phil Comer right here. <laughs> Quote by yeah. Phil Comer. You're going to, it's a sound bite. Go ahead. I don't have a lot yeah. to add to this episode, but <laughs> yeah. I'll give you yes, that. Yes, you book. do. Yeah, no, it just came to me when we were talking yesterday. Before you can deal with the stor storm raging at you, yeah. you need to deal with the storm raging in you. Yeah. And, yes. You know, otherwise, yeah, I think that's a little bit. In James 1, where it says the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness mm -hmm. of God. So yeah. if I'm angry and I'm trying to deal with conflict with someone, yes. they're going to feel my anger, they're going to hear my yeah. anger, and they're just going to see that, and, yeah. and there will be no real resolution. It's not going to bring a peaceful, um, God-honoring, spirit-filled resolution yeah. because mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's the flesh. And yeah. so... Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's what we're talking that. about, really, that's is how do I deal with the storm? Yeah. Uh -huh. And, of course, God's right there to help you. He's the uh -huh. one that literally brings peace in the midst of a storm, right? Uh -huh. He yes. calmed the storm, uh -huh. and uh, and he can calm the storm with us, too. Yeah. And, you know, I've been listening to you talk and thinking that Jesus himself, he knows how to deal with conflict. He, uh -huh. You know, people were assaulting him all the time and yeah. criticizing him and coming at him and trying to trap him and... And reviling him and even saying that the miracles he was doing were being done in the power of Satan. I mean, he, he had so much conflict yeah. and he always handled it perfectly. And, yes. and 
you know, there's some scriptures that maybe we'll get to in this, yeah. but we're not really so much talking about how to how to handle it. But but in in First Peter two, he and even he entrusted himself to God. Yeah. And I love what yeah. you just said that about that. That you know, God God wants to be with with yeah. you as you uh, look at the storm that's raging yeah. in you. It's exactly. not like he goes, well, I'll help you figure that out. You know, yeah. many times, he's with you in it. Many He's times there. that's where it all starts. Yeah. That's why yeah. I wanted you share. Thank you for yeah. sharing that because that's where it starts. Oftentimes in your in your frustration, and Diane, you're saying this already. That's where it starts because then it goes into your yeah. marriage. Then it goes that's into right. your parenting. Then that's it goes right. into mm-hmm. everyone else. Uh, and I mean, we've had these. I mean, how many people? And you think about your life. You know, you find when you accidentally step on a wound or an air hose, so to yeah. speak, mm-hmm. uh, that triggers their yeah. something going on in them. And uh-huh. there's these massive responses yeah. that don't correlate to what's actually yeah. happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the more and more you get in tune with this, the more obvious I think it is when that happens with others. Yeah. But it also is with yourself. And I think that that's actually so much of where all of this starts. I think if you want to even start getting better in your conflict resolution with friends, family, spouse it starts with you doing this internal Mm -hmm. stuff yeah and i I think it's important too like to highlight that for some people all of the big feelings come up before the conflict even ever happens but just knowing that they need to address something maybe Mm -hmm. they feel everything before they've even talked to somebody Mm -hmm. for some people it's like right in the middle of it as it's happening and you're just freaking out on the inside like you said mom your heart's racing you're you're flooded in the moment yeah. And I think for a lot of people, and this is this is where it gets me, is it's after it's happened. Okay. I like replay the whole thing in my mind because I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I get flooded with the, oh my gosh, they're going home mad at me, uncomfortable. Yeah. I stirred up things in them. I uh-huh. so I feel it all after it's okay. happened. So I think just having even that awareness of yeah. of when if you're gonna get flooded, when does it happen? Before, during, or after. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we have to be aware of that. <laughs> and deal with those emotions. Because if you're yeah. flooded after, but then you go straight to dealing with something with one of your kids, well, yeah. all that's going to go get directed yeah. at your kids, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. or, you know, wherever it happens. Well, in one mm-hmm. of our most recent episodes we re-released was one on anger. It's still the top downloaded by a lot. And mm-hmm. I think the idea, this this is all overlap, right? There's yeah. anger, conflict, rage. There's They're different. They're also in the same family they're very close that are connected uh three ways from that book the book that you mentioned i know that we wrote down really Mm -hmm. fast just three ways that people often handle or respond to conflict Mm -hmm. i just want to go through those really quick we can talk about that um but often when people feel all this stuff happening the first thing most people do is they attack Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's a big one uh in many different ways and it's based upon, and we wrote this down, it's all about me, how you made me feel and what you did or did not do. Yeah. So here's all the things that didn't happen. And here's why you made me feel this way. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's a big part of it. Attack. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, you're forgiven, but I'm just curious what you're saying. That I'm is sorry. often <laughs> what I do. My initial reaction to conflict between us. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that. That's really Apple, interesting. Well, first I, first I try to avoid, but then when that's not possible. Yeah, can we put an A before that? So first avoid, and then if that doesn't work, attack. Attack. <laughs> avoid is coming. It's just a different word. Yes. It's a different word. Um, but uh, Philippians 2, 3, and yeah. 4, Diane, you wrote this down, but I'll, can I just read it real quick? I know Phil's often scriptures, but I just got to read one. 
for this one. <laughs> Phil, you it's can fine. I'm just listening. Is I mean, well, this is exactly right. Like when it comes to that, we often attack, but at the same time, what does the scripture say really clearly? Yeah. Even when you are feeling a lot, do nothing out of selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourself. Don't merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. And I think a, a good thing to remember is most of the time when you're feeling, I, I can just say this because I have, I have a lot of, similar to you, Diane, I, I have a lot of experience with big emotions that come out sideways and then being surprised afterwards mm-hmm. about like, or even during like, what is actually going on? Why yeah. in the world do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. Why is it so big for me? You know, and, and that there's a lot of layers there, yeah. but uh, if we can become aware of that, I think it's yeah. a huge gift to see like, I'm just, I have to understand myself and remember that I'm with another person, my wife That's right. and not just doing things for myself. So mm-hmm. attack, any other thoughts on, on that? That's the first classic one that we all have is to attack. One of the things I love that I hear you say a lot, Brooke, is what is real love? You know, biblical love, agape love, yeah. is to will the good of another. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. really what Philippians 2 is talking about. In the NLT mm-hmm. verse 4, they, I really like the way they put it. Don't look out only for your own interests or your own hurts or in that yeah. moment. Take an interest in others also mm-hmm. um, or in others too. I think that's really important is... Because we can do a lot of damage in that moment because our own emotions are so all-consuming that we're unaware. I was unaware as a young mom that in those times, my little girl was looking at me and feeling all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I was only aware of the big emotions. And I I think this would have been a real key for Mm -hmm. me as a young mom to be a little bit more guarded in, in those moments where I'm flooded with... Be careful. There's mm-hmm. other interests going on around here, and all these emotions That's are so going to affect them. I Whether know. it's explosive yeah. anger or explosive tears with no <laughs> words, it, it really, um, mm. neither are innocent completely. Yeah. Mm. And the hard. fact is, when you live in a family, you can't. Yes. You can't shut this off. You're never going to, you'd be, have to become a plastic fake no. person. So and your kids not- are experiencing hard things along with you. Mm-hmm. And mom, I think. It's more helpful in the long run. I think rather than if you had contained it more, that wouldn't have helped you. And I don't know that that would have even helped me. I think the thing that's the most helpful is an awareness enough. You don't have to have it mastered, but awareness enough to know that something's happening to you. Yeah. And yeah. that it's not full reality, it's not full truth. Yeah. And a, a way to be able to work through that so that you can go back to your kids yeah. and yeah. say, a lot comes up for me when there's conflict. And as your kids get older, they can understand, yeah. you know, stuff was not handled well when I was a child. And I still respond like I'm in those settings. It's not yeah. how I want to handle it. I'm working on it. I'm talking to a counselor. You know, I'm okay. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Like, you're teaching uh, so much more. Yeah. You're teaching if so say that had been the scenario. Say you had the awareness and you yeah. had still had the big reactions, but so but gone through that much process. Healing of could have happened yeah. in that moment. Well, yeah. but no, not only that, but then I would have been being taught, not on purpose, but just by you living your life, that when stuff comes up for you, you gotta take a minute and figure out what yeah. it is. And sometimes stuff that's totally disproportionate comes up for us you know the stuff Mm -hmm. I'm learning now yeah and that's the beautiful thing about 
generation after generation yeah. after generation following Jesus is I don't view what happened growing up as a failure of any sort. I view it as I'm so grateful that I'm getting to learn this stuff now yeah. at almost 40 and that I get to you're start not even close to, to teach. 40. Well, 38, that's getting pretty close. No way, you're still so far. <laughs> you're really rounding up fast. Let's be <laughs> well, through. I feel like once you get past 35, <laughs> next is 40. She's, 50, she's 51. I've married an older lady. <laughs> Um, you're right. But that I now get to teach my almost 12 year old. Yes. When I see stuff coming up for her, I have a whole new language that I get to teach her that then she gets to pass on. Yeah. So I think, and I get to reinforce that. So, you know, um, that's the redemptive. I love the word redemptive that God will use all of these things in our lives just to bring greater wisdom and and greater equipment. And the fact is I grew up in a much more innocent age than you. And we are now, I mean, we watched the news for a little bit on TV last night, and I shut it off after. Nobody watches did the news make, on TV. I know. No. Did we even got... make it 10 minutes? And a certain politician's face came frowning all over the page saying mm. vicious things, and it was like, I've turned this off. Um, yeah. But that was never the case in the world that sure. I grew up in. Um, yeah. Walter Cronkite. Cronkite. <laughs> What a, was guy. Just what a guy. This Legend. good, steady sure. man. Trustworthy. And sure. you are you are raising your kids in a vicious uh culture of conflict and yeah. canceling. And even in the church, in yeah. the church, it's like people are looking for dirt and they're yeah. gonna nail people. Yeah. yeah. And um not most people, but I'm just saying this is a yeah. world yeah. that oh, I didn't even yes, know of. So I, I was see. traumatized by conflict your kids are breathing the air yeah yeah, yeah. and i think actually that's on that note and we're going to go to the second one yeah. so the attack is the first one but on that note i think we also have a responsibility to not to shield our kids appropriately but not completely to where they don't have any categories yeah. for internal and external conflict yeah. both how we are dealing with it and how we are interacting with it and I, 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 a little bit ago, I've had this situation and I brought my kids into it age appropriately. But like, here was this conflict. Here's what happened. Here's what I did. Here's what they did. Here's how we're resolving it. And I don't care to overshare information as much as I care for them to see there's a process to the conflict yeah. and that mm-hmm. conflict's normal and that this is going to happen and that you got to deal with it and that here's the right response I had. Here's the wrong response I had. You know, all that type of yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know what that is? Intentional mentoring. <laughs> which we just did an episode just on. <clears throat> Not even accidental. It was intentional. No. So the, a lot of the times people attack next, and you talked about this, avoid, but the other word is ignore. Yeah. You just yeah. hope it goes away. Yeah. That is often what, what happens with, uh-huh. with us anyway. At which first. is such a killer of intimacy. Yes. You can't have intimacy and closeness no. and not have conflict. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I hate that that's true. I, me too. I, you, guys me should, too. you guys should be related or something. <laughs> we have a new offering for you. If you would like to receive daily or weekly text messages and encouragement around parenting, marriage, with prayers and scriptures, click the link in the show notes and we would love to send those to you. Can't wait to connect more with you. Uh, and then the, the third one is often is people manage. Um, and this, and this is, is the way. And this, this is, is yeah. the, this is the way. way. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I should have said that differently. But yeah. yes, that's the idea yeah. is 
This is the the good and proper and right. The better way, way to, to do it. To, to do Which it. is what you were talking to your kids about. Yes. This is how there is a way to manage these situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And these mm -hmm. conversations. And Phil, you yeah. already said obviously before you can deal with the storm uh, coming at you, you have to deal with the storm going yeah. on within you, which is huge. Uh, yeah. But that verse, 2 Timothy 2.24, you were going to share it. You shared it with me the other day, which is really helpful. But do you want to share that really quick? I think it sure. yeah. really is sums up in a really great way mm -hmm. what that whole process looks like. Uh, yeah, so this is, uh, this is just a great, just two verses, well, three verses, actually. Um, well, actually, four verses. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, Starting really, it's going to be the chapter. Just start from the beginning. In 2 Timothy 2... Uh, in verse 23, uh, it says, Refuse foolish and ignorant speculations, knowing that they produce quarrels. Mm. We're talking about quarrels and conflict mm -hmm. here. Uh, and by the way, we haven't read James 4 yet, which we should That's, at some point, okay, yeah. about quarrels and conflicts. The Lord's bondservant, and if you're a follower of Jesus, that's what you are. That's what we are. We're bondservants of Jesus Christ. We've given ourselves mm -hmm. to Him. Um, we're not living for ourselves anymore. We're living for him who died for us. We belong to him. Our passion is to serve him. And if if that's you, then you're his bondservant. The Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome. And we're talking about what we do when we feel quarrelsome. And then he says instead, but be kind to all, able to teach, patient when wronged, with gentleness, correcting those who are in opposition. It doesn't mean you don't talk about it. With mm -hmm. gentleness, correcting those who are in opposition, if perhaps God may grant them repentance leading to the knowledge of the truth, and that they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. Now, there's a lot there, but it's basically saying we shouldn't just revile back. Mm -hmm. You know, the, mm -hmm. if you're the Lord's bondservant, you're not going to just fight with the person, you're not going mm -hmm. to attack, you're going to manage. Mm -hmm. resolve and then there's some tools here of exactly how to do it which is not what this podcast is about mm -hmm. but i watched brooke i watched you do this very thing recently mm -hmm. and i was so proud of you because i felt like you handled a particular situation which we won't get into here better than i could have handled it mm -hmm. and i've Thank been you. walking with the lord now for 50 years but you handled it and i don't have some of the trauma in raging in me yeah. that yeah. you have from your childhood wounds so to him who much is given, much is required. So I should have been able to handle stuff better than you. <laughs> but in this case, I think you handled it better. Hmm. You handled it perfectly, really. I mean, as close to perfectly as you could get. And that's because of your walk with the Lord and because you are walking as the Lord's bondservant and you're listening to him. And you were able to, you know, as you guys say, you've done the work. And, you know, that's a daily thing. We're all... Do we the work day. when we sit before yeah, the Lord with our Bible open? And let, he's the wonderful counselor, letting him change us and show us the ways, show me how I can love Diane better and all these things. Mm -hmm. But there's just a lot of good stuff here. Mm -hmm. That, But I like with gentleness. Yes. And I think yeah. that the fruit yes. of the Holy Spirit is mm -hmm. love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, yes. gentleness. That's one yes. of the fruits of the Spirit. God is gentle with us. Mm -hmm. He could just smash us. I mean, he made the, and he he's doesn't. ultimately mm -hmm. powerful. Yes. But so with gentleness, we enter into... The thing and, and we don't attack back. So yeah. anyway, that's just so a, just a great verse. I and I've seen that. people do this. I just watched you do it. I I could tell stories of other people I've seen do this right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we've all experienced <laughs> either seeing somebody do it wrong, but doing it wrong ourselves, yeah. myself included. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, th thank yeah. you. I received that. I did. I don't think it was as <laughs> good yeah. or as perfect as you're saying, but I appreciate it. I receive it. Um, 
so let's talk about this. We're going to talk about these three just things that we can do internally in just a minute. But ultimately, all of us have really deep things that come up for us when these storms are raging inside. Mm -hmm. And the question to maybe just ask yourself and that we're going to ask, we're going to actually ask each other. We haven't actually answered this, but we'll ask each other now is for most people, the big two biggest fears are abandonment or rejection. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, our biggest fears can be either in being abandoned, fear of abandonment, or fear of rejection. So Dan had this idea, so I'm glad I'm, we're going to do it. I would love all of us to just share what is ours? What is like mm-hmm. your fear in the sense of like when the storm is raging within you, what what is it? I can give you mine really quick. Mm-hmm. You're looking right. you're looking at me like you better pick the right one because I know what the right one is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm curious if I'm right. Oh, abandonment. Yeah. Like fear of abandonment. So yeah. fear of just like not being present. Yeah. Rejection, I'm not worried too much about, but people abandoning and just leaving is mm-hmm. like, yeah. they'll get me every time. Yeah. So I'd say that would probably be for me the the thing that comes up most and, yeah. and forever for you, not being it aware of it. you usually to move towards conflict. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't avoid, I don't avoid. Yeah. Of the, ignoring or attacking i'm definitely more proactive so in that sense like i move towards conflict not away from it because i want to deal with it because i want connection mm-hmm. so i mm-hmm. deal with it because i want connection yeah which is which is just that's my own makeup and how it works yeah why don't you go next sweetie are you curious which one i already know what it is <laughs> rejection yeah <laughs> but i would rejection and uh, can i add a third like judgment and maybe that's like yeah Maybe that is kind of rejection. Judgment kind of is yeah. a rejecting yeah. response. I'm judging you. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. So that's my true. response will tend to be to try to avoid rejection is yeah. to keep the peace and to not fully say everything I'm feeling or the hurt that I'm carrying yeah. because I don't want them to make them uncomfortable and I don't because I don't want to be rejected. Yeah. I don't want to make them so uncomfortable that then they reject me or withdraw yeah. from me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, good. it's important to understand the answer to this question mm-hmm. with the people that you do life with. Yeah. Yes. For me to understand, Brooke, that abandonment is your biggest fear when mm-hmm. withdrawal is my go to response. Yeah. But that doesn't that go together well. Oh, trust so me, I know. To know that we, you that's know, our dynamic. Yeah. yeah. You need somebody to stay present. You need mm-hmm. to know I'm going to stay present. Yeah. In any sort of conflict that we have. Yeah. And, and obviously, mine is it, you know big uh letter r on yeah. my chest <laughs> rejection. is rejection i i felt rejected yeah as a child and so i see rejection in some of the most minor mm. interactions um That's interesting so i'm curious i would love everyone to speak into this what i'm thinking about as we're like i'm well, just wait, we, you, thinking your dad still and has feeling out loud. no i know i know is that I feel like in my closest relationships, so my relationship with you, with you guys, like my family, I have no fear of rejection. Yeah. So I tend to I tend to not really avoid. Well, I'm rejecting you, so you. <laughs> yeah. I should be fearful of it. <laughs> and I wonder if that's because I ha- had such great parents, I had secure attachment yeah, growing up, yeah. that I actually don't I don't have a fear of abandonment or rejection in yeah. my closest relationships okay. it comes for me in more of my in my friendships yeah so maybe you have some wounding from 
Mean Girls in the past. The Girls at the Barn. (laughs) The Girls girls at the the Barn. barn. This is getting deep. This episode is so deep. But I think that's just interesting to think about. Let's name them. them Like I think that fear of abandonment for you, you do feel that even with me sometimes. But I think it's so deeply rooted. It's it's from my family. Yeah. Yeah. Family origins. Whereas that really, it comes up for me strong in friendships, but not in my close circle. I just think that's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So you have a big R on your chest yeah, for really yes. cool uh, <laughs> rejection. So what, I mean, as you're thinking and hearing this, Phil, what, how you process uh, I mean, this? neither. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, you have to pick I, one. I guess I have to pick one. I pick abandonment, rejection. but not how, I, I don't like that word for what I feel. I was so well loved by my parents and so, you know, not rejected and never abandoned. Um, I think if I'm thinking of in marital conflict, if if I attack, yeah. which is usually how our fights would start, I would say something. Yeah, whether usually unintentional, but it could be intentional. Something <laughs> rude. She will withdraw. Yeah, and yeah. so if you mean by abandonment, my desire to be close again, connection, connection. I so I don't like connection. the word abandonment. What I crave is in conflict connection. is connection. Yeah, sure. because I know that. I love her and she loves me and we're in this till yes. Jesus comes or one of us goes to be with the Lord. Yeah. And so as long as there's um, no peace, if there's, mm. it's, 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 uh, yeah, it, it messes with your whole, this yes. is primal. What'd you call it? Primal? Panic. Primal panic. Primal, primal, panic. primal yeah. panic is like, this is just not fun. This is just, this is terrible. This is just terrible. Like, I gotta get you back feel to yucky. <laughs> you can't enjoy dinner. You like, it's like, it's like, dinner let's get so this over with so we can have a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then I will try to resolve it and she, she will maybe feel like I'm quote going after her, Yeah. but uh, I'm not, I'm just wanting to connect. You, so connection is my, I guess my biggest fear is lack of connection. So if you want to sure, call that abandonment, yeah. abandonment. I don't, I don't re- relate to that word because yeah. we've never abandoned each other. But, but, By the way, in this conflict, our mentors, which we talked about in another episode, yeah. Bill mm-hmm. and Lori Kais, said when you are at that tense point mm-hmm. and one of you just feels a need to withdraw from it for a little bit, they said, that's okay. He said, I need a minute. But the person who says, I need a minute, <laughs> needs to be the person who comes back and re-engages <laughs> in a dream world. <laughs> Only I never need a minute. Yes. I need a lot of minutes uh, until I work through this messy stuff that came yeah. up from yeah. me. Yeah. In a dream world, that I think, I that think was, a dream that, world is a good That thing. was really good advice. What about when it, your it, spouse it, says, I need a minute, but out of a... Of her own anger for you, she doesn't really. When you ask her for a time, she's like, "I don't have a time yet." <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know yet. I just like pick, just get like even a random time. I was just like, let's just get a ballpark. Is this going to happen tonight? I would just um, say resolving it eventually is okay. always better than not resolving oh, it at all. Sure, yeah, and that's right. why sure. the Bible says, "Before the sun goes down." Yeah, you know, that's the idea. And I think you know the idea is there is as soon as possible. If you're enjoying this content and you want to go deeper, we have an amazing resource that we want to tell you about. It's the Intentional Film Series, Raising Passionate Jesus Followers. Now, this is an incredible tool for you for spiritual formation in the family. And we created this film series to help parents in their God-given task to raise and disciple their own children. Now, our hope is that we're able to help you and give you some of the tools that I know we so desperately need as we're in the process of raising our kids and Phil and Diane have actually raised their kids. 
This is a nine session film series on the process of what raising a passionate Jesus follower actually looks like. There's some workable solutions in here. There's a bunch of wisdom from the scriptures and there's a bunch of practical help in your journey as you are raising your children. We cover all sorts of things like parental roles, goals versus values. What is discipline versus punishment? How do I create a heart of obedience in my child where they actually want to obey? What is a heart of self-control look like? Or how do I even help my child in the process of character development? We cover that and so many more things. You can use this film series in a variety of ways. You can use it at your home, preferably with your spouse if that's applicable, with a group of friends or in your community, or even through your local church. All you need to do is head over to our website, intentionalparents.org, click on film series, and then follow the prompts. We have a bunch of other resources there that you can check out, but we do pray that this blesses you in your pursuit of raising passionate Jesus followers. Yeah. 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 Well, those are, I think, thank you for going there. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And let's just, uh, as we wrap up this episode, three things to just ask yourself. These are more for you to, yeah. and I think even maybe even with your spouse, sometimes I think uh, our spouses know us in certain ways or even better than we know our own selves. It depends on everyone's dynamic. It's different. Mm-hmm. But I think if you have a healthy um you know, functioning marriage that your spouse can be really helpful for you. So Mm. the first thing um, that you just for you to ask yourself and for you to be, you know, aware of is to be, and we say this a lot, but be curious. What is coming up? Like you just Mm -hmm. said that today. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. What is actually all this coming from? And is it from my past? Is it from the present? Is there something going on there? And awareness, I I remember um, going to, when I started therapy, I was like, okay, so when are you going to start giving me all the advice? You know, yeah. like when you start giving me the, the pointers and he was so kind and, and patient, but yeah. he just said that he, he said, well, you know, awareness brings more than 50% healing. So, you know, really at the end of the day, a lot of this has to do with your awareness. It's yeah. your awareness of it's going to bring a huge piece yeah. of healing. Yeah. So that's yeah. a big part of it. So, and that curiosity is like asking yourself, I think best in the presence of the Lord, Lord, what is this about? He is the wonderful counselor and he can show you what this is about. I can't tell you how many times during my one minute break that stretched to 20, I've sat with the Lord and I've just sensed him saying, this is about an incident that, is that happened so dog? long ago. Yeah, yeah. that is our that dog. Is He's dog. saying, <laughs> you have yeah. locked me up long enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm experiencing trauma. <laughs> Reality. It's a dog. Uh, yeah. Just keep going, Diane. Okay, Sorry. so I that's just, the curiosity. I, if, anyone hears it, if anyone hears it, that's what's going as, on in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so curiosity as opposed to just condemning yourself. Why yeah. am I like this? Why am I making so much of this? But instead, be curious. There's something there inside of you. You're a beautiful person made in the image of God. Something's going on inside of you yeah. instead of just jumping to condemnation. Great thought, Diane. Um, let's go to the second one. So we have curiosity, being curious about what's going on. Second, I think is also incredibly important, is compassion. Mm-hmm. Having compassion on yourself. Yeah. Now, I am not as internally, although I'm hard on myself, I'm not as internally hard on myself as... I hear you describe, or mm-hmm. Diane, I know even know I've heard you describe, and even you know friends of mine that are maybe more wired similarly, like that voice can sometimes uh, become, you know, vile and violent, almost just almost so a aggressive. Shout. Yeah. So yeah, maybe speak to that really quick. What does it look like to have compassion on yourself in this, even though you know something's going on? 
Yeah, I think this has been a huge learning curve for me the last couple of years, and it does get easier and easier. Mm -hmm. Now it feels kind of instinctive. Yeah. But I think whether you're more like your personality is more bent to be hard on yourself and to see the areas for improvement, or even like for so many that grew up in the era of the church that I did, where the big emotions were viewed as negative emotions and you weren't, you were basically taught not to feel them. Mm-hmm. Not by no one was meaning to do any harm. Mm-hmm. It was just, I think, a lack of understanding and a lack of understanding of what to do with those emotions, and even a lack of research to understand yeah. the place mm-hmm. emotions have in our brains. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think a lot of us carry that into all of this, and so I think all all compassion looks like is when those because so often this is how it works for me. I'll feel something or I'll respond in some way. And then immediately there's judgment at myself. Yeah. I shouldn't feel that. I shouldn't feel that so Mm -hmm. strongly. I shouldn't have responded that way. I shouldn't have. But just taking a minute to be compassionate, like, oh, you're feeling really sad about that or really Mm -hmm. intense about that. Like, and it doesn't make you a bad person. No, it's not sinful. No, it's not moral. It's not like, yeah. yeah. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, when it comes to the feelings that come up, like yeah. those are, those are not sinful. Those are not, no. those are like God given emotions. So just yeah. taking a minute after, I think curiosity leads naturally leads to compassion Yeah, yes. when you're willing to push past the fear. Cause a lot of us, it's the fear of sitting mm-hmm. with those big, yeah. big emotions. I know for me, it used to be the fear that those emotions would just take over yeah. me. Yeah. And I've, I've always been a pretty steady person. So to feel the ups and downs mm-hmm. of natural life emotions was scary at first. Yeah. It's not scary anymore. But because you start to realize that when you're curious about them, when you're compassionate about what you're feeling, you actually move through them so much faster yeah. Yeah. and they don't overtake you, you in the same them. way. Yeah. Because yeah. I would stuff everything and then explode after, because there's only so long you can tamp everything yeah. down. Right. I remember those You got times. to bear the brunt of that. I remember that. But I think what that compassion and curiosity leads to is this now this ability to, I'll say to him sometimes, I'm starting to feel this stuff build up. I need, I'm going to need a break in about a week or I'm going to need to talk about this yeah. or I'm going to, yeah. whereas I couldn't catch myself before because yeah. I was just tamping Not down, aware. tamping down until yeah. all of a sudden. Well, actually mm-hmm. what really happens is mm-hmm. I'm going to need to talk about this in the week and then you immediately start talking about it. <laughs> right and now. And I was like, wait, wait, so you said in a week, it seems like a big conversation, <laughs> probably doesn't seem like the right time to be talking about this when we're all trying to get, when I'm trying to get out to work. Yeah. I don't know what, she's getting ready. I'm trying to get out to work and she's, and she'll start processing Say, things. we need to talk about this thing and then I'll just I'm start like, talking oh my about gosh. it. I, and then if I'm like not attentive, she's feeling obviously like I'm not listening, but I'm like, I, you already know I got to leave. Like you already know that I can't just sit around and have this chat. And it's true. So we're getting, we're still, we're, we're still, still working figuring on out it. the process. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'd say that that's a really important part. And Diane, I'd love to talk to the, maybe why don't the last one is being calm. Yeah. Could you address that? If you have anything to say on compassion, say okay. it on that. But then also, yeah. could you be the one to take this idea of calm? Cause I know yeah. that you've been working through this. So self-compassion is like, uh, has been a foreign concept to me until I was able to tie it into, um, cause it all, it felt like an ex I'm excusing myself. And mm. one thing I really mm. value that my parents did pass on to me is own your stuff. You know, mm-hmm. don't, don't make excuses. Nobody made you late. Nobody made you mess up on your homework. You know, 
I appreciate that maybe it was done a little harsh, yeah. but it's really important relational skill to be able to own your stuff. Um, but I think self-compassion is not s- excusing yourself. It's really leaning into my identity as worthy of Christ's love for me. Mm-hmm. He loves me absolutely mm-hmm. today, tomorrow, always. And that Hebrew word that I love so much has said, which mm-hmm. is translated, and it's always autocorrect on my spell check on my computer, loving kindness. My computer doesn't like the word loving kindness. It wants me to separate those two. Mm-hmm. But that is one word, mm-hmm. and it's the Hebrew word has said, and it's one of the primary ways that God defines himself over mm-hmm. and over and over in Scripture, mm-hmm. um, and that is his loving kindness. Yes. Um, and I'm worthy of his loving kindness. And that right there is self-compassion. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like, oh, stop berating myself, have compassion. He knows, I love that other psalm that says, you probably know right where it is, um, that he knows we are but dust. Mm. That's just great. He knows I'm just dust, Mm -hmm. that I'm full of frailties, and he doesn't condemn me for it. Um, And and getting that into our bones, that I'm that loved, Mm -hmm. immediately I... It's almost like I can channel his compassion for me onto me in that moment. Sure. So it's so helpful. And so curiosity leads to compassion, like you said, mm-hmm. and especially if we're retraining our brains. And then that those two lead to calmness. So it mm-hmm. calms some of those. In answer to my question was, what do we do with all those big emotions? Is, is these three, this progression you get curious instead of condemning yourself. You exercise the compassion, the loving kindness of God on yourself. And immediately the calm yeah. comes. And mm. so I tried it this morning in my in my quiet time. Yeah, I brought up an incident of what um, big emotions of that primal panic that it happened at some point in my life. Um, and I got curious about what was going on in me. Then it made a lot of sense. You know, some of them years, years, years passed. And then I felt compassion on the moment um, of what was going on and immediately had this overwhelming sense of (sighs) calm, the shalom of God, that peace that passes all understanding. It's like it just felt like even looking back, there was just healing of that moment in my life. I think that's why he's called the wonderful counselor. Yes. And yes. he equips maybe a counselor to be able to pass on some of his wisdom to you. Mm-hmm. And it works. There, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's gifts in the Bible. You know, there's yes. gifts gift of counseling, you know, like yes. gift of counsel. I think the the sweetest spot is when someone has a spiritual gift of counseling, yeah. but yeah. has also yes. the education the of a counselor yeah. Yeah. and walks with Jesus. And what I've learned is there's a lot of therapists and or counselors that do not have the gift of counseling. No. Mm-hmm. And true. so maybe just to say... Pray for one that has both yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. because I think they're going to give you a level of insight even spiritually. Yeah. And another important. way to put it for those who are my age yeah. and grew up kind of with an aversion to the idea of seeing a counselor that, you know, God's word is enough. It is, but our understanding of God's word is still limited. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. still growing in our understanding. But I heard somebody describe their counselor as um, not a counseling session, but intensive discipleship. 
I, th- I think that's exactly can be a person yeah. who can actually apply God's word to your situation, yeah. wh- whether it's your pastor or your friend or a mentor or and and actually help disciple you through some of these blockages in your walk. And what was that? Um, you quoted Thomas Merton once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you talked about living into what he believes yep. and mm-hmm. somebody's helping you live into what you believe. And yeah. there's so much freedom that comes with that. Yes. Yeah. Phil, why don't you close I, this I just kind of had thoughts. a thought when Diane was talking, I'm looking at her notes here. Cause the second one, when I hear self-compassionate, you know, I, my mind goes immediately to we're to be compassionate with others, yeah. sure. but it, but it is because God was compassionate with us. Yeah. But when you said seeing yourself, your identity as a worthy daughter of Christ. Yeah. And I look at your three words, does this something just popped into my head? I don't know if it'll be helpful or not. Curiosity is because the Holy Spirit is the wonderful counselor. Yeah. So what you're really saying is with God because you did this whole yeah. thing this morning with yeah. God, all right? Yeah. Uh curiosity is the Holy Spirit helping you see you as you are. What's yeah. going on right now? Yeah. Compassion is you realizing that you're loved as you are yeah. and yeah. then calm that that is god bringing calm uh where you are to the so, storm, to the storm that's, that's raging within yeah. you yeah. so mm-hmm. yes. it's all in it's all in we're not talking about some you know psychological tool here we're talking about how the lord can enter in and help you see mm. uh what's going on inside in a way that that you can't on your own, and then he meets you right there. I think yes. that's beautiful because you're fearfully and wonderfully made, and he like like you like to say he likes the way he made you. Yes, yes. and he does. Well, I, we're gonna wrap yeah. that today, but I wanted to say thank you all for your wisdom and your discernment and just knowledge and sharing mm-hmm. and vulnerability. I think a lot of conflict again it starts within us. It's the storm within us before we can really deal with the storm outside of us, and so. Take this, pray this in, take these questions, process, and pray it blesses you on your journey.